Good morning and welcome to Church Matters, a place where we ask questions about the life of the church at home, across the street, and around the world. This program is brought to you by Mennonite Church Canada. My name is Dan Dick. And I'm Janet Plennert, and we are your hosts. Our scripture text for today is Galatians 5, 13 and 14. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Our listeners may guess that from the text today, making the church matter in your neighborhood is our theme. Our guest, Rudy Dirks, is pastor together with his wife, Sharon, at the Niagara United Mennonite Church in southern Ontario. Rudy thinks a lot about how to engage the neighborhood his church is in. Rudy, I know that your congregation seeks to be a relevant presence in your neighborhood. But a year and a half ago, a death in your community provided a a unique and special opportunity to extend God's love. We welcome you, Rudy. Thanks for inviting me. Rudy, as you know, we like to talk about why the church matters. Uh, I wonder, can you briefly tell us how a tragic loss of life in your community has drawn newcomers into your congregation? Well, it all began with a tragedy uh, for a young man in our community. There had been a domestic dispute between him and his girlfriend early in the morning. He put his fist through a a glass door and cut himself quite badly, cut his artery. He um, immediately ran to his vehicle and drove down the road, and uh, from loss of blood, he passed out, and that was how the accident happened and how he died. The next morning, we got a call from his sister, And um, the connection there was that uh, this was an unchurched family and had uh, long long since uh, lost any connection with the the church. But uh, he had worked on our house uh, two years previously to that. And so his family, I guess, had remembered that. And she called and asked if I would help to do the funeral. So I met with the family. And uh, Sharon and I met with them and we tried to provide pastoral care and also planned uh, the funeral service. As we talked about it, they said, well, since we're not used to church, we'd prefer not to have church music, not to have hymns and congregational singing, that kind of thing. And so I talked a little bit further about it. I said, what did you have in mind? What would be uh, meaningful for you as a a family? And um, the siblings of this young man, the, the brothers and sisters, mentioned that um, they actually mentioned it in joking that he's, his favorite band was Metallica, which is a very heavy metal uh, group, and um, weren't expecting me to do anything with that, but I said, well, tell me more about that. And uh, they said, well, actually, you wouldn't want to have Metallica, you wouldn't want to hear the lyrics, but uh, they said there is actually a group called Apocalyptica, and they do that music. They do the music without the lyrics. So at that point, I said, well, uh, maybe we could do something with that. In the end, what we did was we uh, used the music for uh, of this group as the um, music at the beginning of the service as people were, were coming in so that um, people who were not churched uh, would actually come into something that was familiar to them, not something that was entirely strange. As it turned out, there were about 400 or 500 people in the congregation. Most of them were young adults uh, from the community and particularly friends of, uh, of this family. And um, as I was preparing for the funeral, I uh, went online and I checked out the lyrics of this group. And um, 
they were quite disturbing, quite dark lyrics as I looked at them. But one song in particular stood out, and it was a song that is called Creeping Death. And it's actually quite fascinating because the writer of the lyrics for this song obviously has some knowledge, had some knowledge of uh, biblical history because the story was about the Hebrews being released from Egypt, yet in the dark way that uh, Metallica does in their lyrics, they identified not with the Hebrews, not with God, but they identified with the angel of death. And so they, the lyrics go that I am creeping death, and they personified them, the uh, angel of death in the, in the lyrics. But at the very end of the song, there is a phrase that says, at Lamb's bloodstained door I pass, which refers to the fact that the angel passed over any of the doors that were stained with the blood of the Lamb. And that, to me, stood out that they actually understood that even though these words were dark, they understood that the angel of death did not pass over the door threshold of the doors of the Israelites who had put the um, blood of a lamb on their doorstep. And so I used that as the basis for the message, for the funeral message. And essentially, I said... I don't know what the intention of these words were by the writer, but I can tell you what the real story behind them is all about. And uh, that's about death, but it's about the fact that the angel of death could not cross over and cause physical death to the Israelite eldest sons of the Israelites uh, when there had been a lamb sacrificed for them. And then I just pointed out that in the New Testament, uh, Jesus is the lamb and that we do not have to fear either physical or spiritual death because of Jesus' sacrifice for us. How did your congregation react to that? Um, there were a couple of people who asked questions about doing this uh, funeral because it was a family that was not in the church. They weren't members of the church. And so there were some questions, but actually only a couple, and, and they weren't antagonistic. People were just curious as to why I was agreeing to do it. And um, afterwards, People came to support the the family in the funeral, and um, the church was actually very understanding of uh, me taking that step of stretching out a bit on this. Rudy, what helped you make a positive decision to do this funeral service? When the family approached me, there was no question in my mind of whether I would do it. The question in my mind was how I would do it, what would be appropriate in that context. And that was simply because of what we are called to as a church. It was just clear to me that we are called to to express the grace and the love of Christ to our community, to the world around us. And to me, it was so obvious that with someone coming and making that request, that that was something God was calling us to do and uh, calling me to do as a pastor. It helped that I uh, called two young pastor friends that I know and and just mentioned what I was doing, and they were encouraging. And one of our congregation members the morning of the funeral called me and said, I know this is going to be the very tough uh, to do, and I want you to know that I've been praying for you. And that was, those are the kinds of things that made it very um, possible for me to do that. And you say you had 400, 500 young adults that came to this that were mostly unchurched. What does that do to your congregation? Our congregation was was very receptive uh, and open when when I talked to the to people who asked about what we had done. In the community, it's hard to say what effect there was. There were um, several of the young adults that were there who expressed their appreciation afterwards, and uh, whom I didn't know. Uh, 
the biggest effect and outcome of all of this is on the family itself, because since that time, and actually very shortly after the funeral, the young man's uh, older brother and his wife, and uh, they now have two children, but they both uh, came to a commitment uh, to follow Jesus, and they're now baptized and members of our congregation, very active, as well as a sister of the young man who died as well. She is also, uh, has been baptized and become a member of our church through her commitment to Christ. So we see what's just been so remarkable in this family is seeing God's transformation through tragedy. And yet, in spite of that, just to see uh, two young families in that same larger family coming uh, coming to God and coming to Christ through this. Did you receive criticism for using the kind of music that you did in inside the church? No, actually, I've never received any criticism from anyone. I think people sensed that this was stretching the church, but that it was something that was very significant um, that God was calling us to. Rudy, what tips might you have for pastors or other congregations who are suddenly confronted with such a unique opportunity to engage the community? I think what I would say is when something comes that's unusual like that and it really stretches a person like it stretched me and and our congregation, the advice I would give is don't be afraid. Uh, Be willing to step into what God brings. If God brings something into our church, a challenge like this where the uh, possibilities to impact the community with the gospel and mercy of Jesus and the grace of Jesus, God always provides us with a way to do it if we're willing to take the step of faith and move into it. Rudy, this is a very inspirational story. Thanks for sharing this story with us today. Mm, You're welcome. I'm glad to be here, and I hope it's a help to some other churches and pastors as they face the challenges in their communities as well. Our time is up for today. As always, we welcome your comments or feedback, and you can call us at 1-866-888-6785 or email office at MennoniteChurch.ca. In the meantime, we invite prayer and financial support for the many ministries of Mennonite Church Canada, across the street and around the world. Mail your gifts to Mennonite Church Canada, 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P0M4, and write Church Matters on the envelope. My name is Dan Dick. And I'm Janet Plennert. You've been listening to Church Matters, where our prayer is that you will be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Tune in again at this same time on the third Sunday of each month to hear more about the many ways that church matters. Thanks for joining us. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.